here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it. And they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. Hello, Texans. Yes, it is. Mark Vandermeer with you with John Harris and the general from the Houston Chronicle, John McClain, because it's Thursday at 6, and you can set your watch to it. Good evening, everyone. Let's talk Texans. Gentlemen, here we go. General, good evening. How have you been, my friend? I've been great. How are you? I haven't had a chance to ask you how, you know, you were one of, what, four teams to go on the road and broadcast games I went. <laughs> For you guys. Uh, you know what? We got there and everything is It got is done, fa- General. It got yeah. done. It got Work done. We got had, done. <laughs> we had some equipment issues, uh, which yeah, explains yeah. why we were up at the stadium today testing equipment on a Thursday before a Sunday home game, which doesn't usually happen. But uh, we had some equipment issues. But nothing, um, nothing got derailed other than Johnny's pregame hit and maybe his first couple of hits. And... Yeah. He sounded like he was in the space station a little bit, but uh, you know the space station sounds pretty good these days. I mean, they've yeah, got good audio quality from outer space these days. So, well, you didn't have a preseason. I thought the Texans looked in mid-preseason form, and the defending <laughs> Super Bowl champions looked in mid-season form. I couldn't believe that. I knew I could understand Chiefs not having a turnover, but one penalty for five yards as much as they had the ball. That's yeah. one reason they are the defending Super Bowl champions. It was just so impressive. John, what do you think of the uh, short passing game they had? Because 19 yards being the longest completion, that it wasn't dink and dunk. It was surgical precision, really, by Mahomes. A lot of rollouts and things like that. What was your opinion of their passing attack? I asked Anthony Weaver today. It was obvious that the game plan was to not let them get beaten down the field. With Tyreek Hill getting a deep pass, Sammy Watkins, the longest completion, as you mentioned, was 19 to Watkins. Watkins, Hill, and Kelsey had short touchdown catches. They took away the deep ball, but they were not able to stop the run. You know, if you if you have the ball for one series in the third quarter in only 25 minutes and 13 seconds, you know, you don't have many opportunities. And when you get them, you better score. That game was decided to me at the end of the first half in the first series of the of the third quarter when the Texans had the ball first down on 33 and came away with not even a field goal. And besides that, the defense allowed the Chiefs to kick a field goal, go up 17-7, instead of what should have been 14-10 to at the worst after Fairbairn missed his 51-yard field goal. And then when the Chiefs came out with that time-consuming touchdown drive to start the third quarter, you know, they, they dominated. You know, they were up 31-7. to The Texans scored those two late touchdowns. And a lot of people, well, the game was over. But the fact is, that was good for the offense. That was good for Jordan Akins. That was good for the team to score those touchdowns because there wasn't a whole lot positive before that. And uh, I I think, uh, boy, you talk about a tough team to try to bounce back on. You know, Watson's 10-2 after losses. They've won eight in a row after losses when he's playing the next game, but they've not played an opponent like the Ravens. John, Thursday night at Kansas City, you just talked about some of the things that were frustrating to watch. 
Were there positives that you were able to take out yeah. of that game? And if so, what were they? First, David Johnson. Everybody knows David Johnson played well. He averaged seven yards a carry. He didn't get the ball more because they had to get away from the run because they fell behind and only had the ball for one series in the third quarter and had to punt. And even though he only had two two catches, I thought Jordan Aiken looked really good. And O'Brien said this week, if he's healthy, he's not coming off the field. He played 81% of the snaps. Fells, I think, played 42. But Aikens can run after the catch. He's a guy that needs to figure in this offense and Nick Martin and the left side of the offensive line played well. Everybody's saying, Oh, their offensive line's terrible. No, it was Titus Howard, Zach Fulton who struggled. But uh, so I thought the other side of the line was good. Now, if they can get the right side in sync, that'll be a whole lot better for the passing game. Yeah. And you expect the new receivers to get into the mix a little bit more, right? Chemistry has to take time to develop uh, the Chiefs have been around. That band's been together for a while. They've made beautiful music together. The Texans are just sort of getting their act together. They've just jammed a little bit, and they need more rehearsal. Did I take this analogy too far, General? No. And okay. uh, Randall Cobb, we talked to him on a Zoom call today, and he was great. I love the way he talked. He said, we can't play like we did Thursday night. That's bad ball. That's bad ball across the board. And then he went into about what they need to do. And he pointed out they've got him and Cooks and David Johnson, and because Johnson's a great receiver, that's another receiver being incorporated into a passing attack without the benefit of preseason or joint practices or even OTA. So it stands to, to reason that it would take them longer. And I'm, I'm fired up to see what they do because they do have a lot of weapons. And Will Fuller had a good game, and I don't care if most of it came in the second half. He still put up numbers, and more important, he stayed healthy. And I'll guarantee and, – and John Arbaugh taught it out today. He talked about how long Watson holds the ball, and we all know he does. And that's tough sometimes for a secondary because they have to cover longer as he waits for his receivers to get open. Now, if he could just get more consistent pass protection, this offense could be prolific. General, do you have a chance to watch the Ravens uh, this week, whether you watched them live or watched them on Game Pass or whatever it might be? What did you think of them as they took on the Cleveland Browns, who we'll see in about an hour or so? First of all, I noticed they only ran for 107 yards. Now, they didn't need to since Lamar Jackson was great, 20-25, 275, three touchdowns, AFC offensive player of the week. I, I wrote about this today, and then Anthony Weaver mentioned it in the 28-12 to 12 playoff loss to Tennessee, they he had 147 yards rushing, 300-something passing. They had 500 yards, but the Titans stopped him twice on fourth and one, touchdowns both times. They intercepted him once, fumble once, touchdown. All four touchdowns came after making big plays on defense. And Anthony said what he's most disappointed about he didn't say the run defense. He said taking a ball away. And he used Tennessee as a good example. And Baltimore's good at that. They're, they are 19-3 and three in their last 22 regular season games, only one defeat by more than one touchdown. They just, and as, I, as I've told people on some, my radio shows this week, yes, Baltimore is a great team last year, 14-2, and two, but it didn't go any farther in the playoffs than the Texans. The year before, the Ravens didn't go any farther in the playoffs than the 
Texans did. And I was on a Baltimore radio station. I said, is there any discontent up there that people are tired of losing that first playoff game? They said, yeah, but when you've won a Super Bowl, that buys you a lot of goodwill. I agree with that, and I've been talking about that up there as well because they asked me about Bill O'Brien, and I think, John, I mean, if you win a Super Bowl, Sean Payton won one following the 2009 season, and look, he's had some very good seasons since then, no doubt, but if he had never won that championship, by now people get really restless for a a championship, for a title. When you have one, it really does put out the fire. They went three seasons in a row without a winning record. That's when they were up at the Greenbrier. And had the Texans not played well after going up there, I was going to write a column, cursing the Greenbrier. (laughs) But then they bounced back. So uh, the owners, the Bensons, didn't panic when they had three losing seasons in a row because they won a Super Bowl. So that buys you a lot of love when it comes to fans, media, but more important, the owner. John, two years ago, John Harbaugh, I mean, it was it, it was touch and go because Flacco started the year in Lamar Jackson's rookie season, and there was talk about, well, maybe this is it for Harbaugh. Then Jackson comes in, and the rest is history, and it's a love fest again with this head coach. But how close was it to being a very dicey situation for him had they not turned it around in 2018? They were 4-5, and five, and from that point on, they've been 19-3. Uh, and three. And in regular season. And we talked to him about that last year before the game against the Ravens. And he told, he said, yeah, you know, it was, everybody was, the people were out, you know, they thought he'd been there too long and uh, he got an extension. He deserves it. They're one. I picked them and the saints to go to the Super Bowl, And I picked the saints to beat the Ravens. And right now, after one week, I'm feeling good about that pick. But you guys know it's not what you do in September and October. It's what you do in November and December. That is a tried and true formula. That's why I picked the Texans to start 0-3, 1-4, and finish 10-6. and I looked at the schedule, and I, I, didn't, I thought they would lose to Kansas City. I picked 37-27, but I didn't think they'd be down 31-7 in the fourth quarter. Now, if they're going to lose to Baltimore, they need to play a whole lot better than they did against the Chiefs. Well, let's hope if they play better against the Ravens, they'll come out of there with a W. John, at that point, I would imagine Sunday you had a chance to watch the rest of the league, in particular the AFC South. I asked Mark this question last night, and I want to get your thought. With the way the Colts, Jags, and Titans looked, what is your overall thought about how the Texans fit in in the AFC South this year? My opinion hadn't changed a bit. I still think Jacksonville will be last. I still think – Indianapolis will be third, and I think it'll be between the Texans and the Titans. The Titans owe Vic Fangio uh, mm. a lot of praise for helping them win that game, for having one of the worst clock management end uh, of the games that I've seen. They, if he'd have used his timeouts when the Titans had the ball, he would have gotten it back with 107 left, but he didn't. And then he didn't try to ice Goskowski when he had timeouts left. So, Phillip Rivers did what he did last year, threw for a lot of yards, threw for interceptions. Jacksonville, to me, was an even bigger surprise than Washington because everybody was predicting Jacksonville was going to be the worst team in the league. Doug Marone has control now, and the guys that are gone is because he wanted them gone. And now they're saying, well, they don't need Trevor Lawrence. And I'm thinking, yeah, if they got a shot at Trevor Lawrence, Trevor's going to be in Jacksonville. 
and the mustache will be trade bait because they're not going to pass up Trevor Lawrence or they'll keep keep the mustache and wait till Lawrence is ready to play and then trade Minshew. But I was really happy for Marone. I like him. You know, everything was so negative about him. And they gave their 14,000 fans something to cheer about. Well, Vanderkid, who's 14, had the semi-hot take that Minshew should have been the AFC Offensive Player of the Week yes. over Lamar Jackson because he went nine, 19 for 20 and three touchdowns, no picks, in an upset win against a team that was a 10-point favorite in his building. So, Vanderkid is on very that? sharp. He is very sharp. <laughs> the Ravens beat Cleveland. So what? Cleveland, people that are that are angry at the Texans for losing four openers in a row and five of six. The Browns have lost 16 in a row, 16 <laughs> in a row. Whoa. They've won one and tied one in there since they came back. They are, their opening games, I would, if I were betting, I just bet on the opponent. So for them to win at home over the Browns and give Lamar Jackson uh, the, the offensive player of the week over Minshew was preposterous. All right, General, it's the home opener. It's Liberty White Day. The Texans have won some. They've lost some. Take out 2002 because that's the opener. I think everybody would say that if they're a Texans fan. That's their most memorable. Most memorable season opener, 2007, Texans beat the Chiefs. 2010, Aaron Foster goes absolutely berserk. 2010 by far. Really? Because of it was any Manning. of them. Because, isn't that when he had the great game and they beat Peyton for the first time? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, to me, that was the best home opener. Y'all got a better one? Uh, I don't have a bet. Well, no, I don't have a better one. I I like 2012 over the Dolphins only because we knew it was going to be a big year, and they started off in a big way against Ryan Tannehill, and Watt knocked down all those passes, and it was just a big party. Oh, and give I like me a that break. One. Ryan Tannehill over Manning? Are you kidding me? I know. I'm not saying over. I'm I just mean, saying it's Ryan memorable Tannehill, for me. Who's now the Titans that doesn't even deserve to be in the same breath as beating Peyton Manning and the Colts. Okay, give me what the most. What about the most... next year when they beat the Colts 34-5 to or whatever it was? Yeah, well, Kerry the first Collins. time, it's just like everything else. When you do it for the first time, it's bigger. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but as Tom, Brady says, as Tom Brady says, his favorite ring is the next one. So my favorite win over the Colts mm-hmm. – is the next one, which hopefully happens happens this year. John, speaking of the Colts, we're talking about the AFC South. Philip Rivers threw it 48 times behind one of the best offensive lines in the league, and we all talked about, well, the Colts are going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. How long do you think this marriage works, if it does at all, with Philip Rivers and the Colts? If I were the Colts, I would uh, bench Rivers for when they play the Texans and put in Jacoby Brissett. He had the greatest game of his career last year against the Texans. He was unbeaten up to that point against the Texans. Texans beat Rivers in L.A. last year. But they paid him $25 million. They're going to have to, he's going to have to be really bad, and he wasn't really bad. T.Y. Hilton dropped two passes on what could have been the winning touchdown drive. From afar, everybody's blaming Rivers, but if Hilton had caught those balls, they might have pulled that one out at Jacksonville. And, and – uh, he can complain about right now is the crowd noise or the atmosphere because there's not any. And I was really happy to hear Jamie Roots today talk about, you know, if everything's done the way it's supposed to and everything's cleared with the county and the city, they'll have 15,000 against Minnesota. And we saw 15,000 and change make quite a bit of noise in Kansas City. And this one, 
I'm predicting there will be rain within 1,000 miles and the roof will be closed, so it will be even noisier. <laughs> yes. Okay. Come on, that General. You know I know you guys can. I know you guys can't comment on that, but I can. No, I mean, look, it's it's death and taxes. The roof will be closed, okay? Yeah, it's, uh, I, it's been a while, and I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon. But you never know. You never know. Last time uh, it was open, I had hair. <laughs> John McLean with us. Okay, uh, boy, and you got me all distracted with the openers, John Let me Harris. say something right quick while yeah, you're go distracted. Ahead. The Texans need to play this game like they played against the Patriots last year. New England was 10-1. and one. Number one defense in the NFL, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Watson threw three touchdown passes. He caught one from Hopkins. He needs to play like that, and the team needs to play like that. And if they do, they got a chance to upset the Ravens. Great point. All right, the the Titans, John. We talked about them with Denver and Vic Fangio with the clock management issues at the end of the game. And Derrick Henry runs so hard. It's a collision every time. Look, it's always a collision in this game, but there's just something so violent when he's carrying the football, and the defense has to rise to the occasion. And I think Denver did many times, and it enabled them to hang in there in that game along with the missed field goals. But my point, my question is this, how long can they keep this kind of thing up as a squad, especially against some of the better teams? Well, remember, this didn't start till the second half of last season. Mm-hmm. Henry didn't lead the league in rushing because of his yards in the first half. They changed their strategy. They brought, they benched Mariota. They brought in Tannehill, and they went to the to the play action game, which benefited Tannehill significantly. And he's making more money over three years than Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson with his new contract. And so Henry just exploded over the second half of the season. And then in the two playoff games, the first two, he was magnificent. And he's a big guy, but, man, he gets hit a lot. And if if they run him as much as they do, they play close games. And they figure last year they had the worst kicking game of a playoff team I've ever seen. Ryan Suckup had injury, surgery, lost his confidence. Steven Guskowski lives in Nashville, so they're like, hey, Let's see if he wants to come. And he did. And he had one of the worst games in history. And But I'll guarantee you, people in Nashville right now are scared to death when he has to kick another field goal. So they're going to ride Henry. And the thing that Texans and other opponents have to think about, Corey Davis, their former number one pick, might have been fifth or sixth overall, had a really good game, better than A.J. Brown. So if he emerges finally and plays the way he was supposed to play when he was drafted. That gives them two terrific receivers. Tannehill and Texans know better than anybody what that John U. Smith is uh, capable of at tight end. Yeah, no doubt. And the thing with Corey Davis is he's bigger than A.J. And he's faster than A.J. And that, I think, is very – but he could never stay healthy. That obviously was the biggest issue for him was he could never stay healthy. Now that he's healthy, if they got a one-two combination there in Tennessee, I'm not going to like that. It's going to make Ryan Tannehill's life a lot easier. But, John, we are one week in to the uh, Newton-Belichick marriage. How, how do you think it's going thus far, and do you think it'll last? Based on all the love coming out of Boston and everybody – around the media talking about Cam Newton, you think he just won his Super Bowl. He beat the Vi- I mean he beat the he beat the Dolphins. And granted, 
the Dolphins had had some recent success against Brady, but it, it was the Dolphins, and it was Fitzpatrick who had a terrible game. Now, if they go to Seattle and they beat Seattle and he plays really well, then I'm going to get really excited about the capabilities of the Patriots this year. But based on what we saw of the Seahawks, specifically Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers had two fantastic games. And I doubt seriously the Patriots are going to Seattle and uh, beat Russell Wilson. Now, I say that they're also benefit, like they all do, not having fans, and which is one of the loudest stadiums in the league. But I think it's great. Cam showed what he can do when he's healthy. Josh McDaniel shows what he's going to do with a quarterback who can move. John, Colts hosting the Vikings. Who do you have? I'm going with Gary Kubiak. They scored a lot of points. They didn't have the ball very long. The the Packers just dominated it. Imagine how bad the Packers would have made that score if they'd have gotten some receivers for Rodgers in the offseason, which hmm. people were crying all over the place because poor old Aaron didn't get another receiver. He really needed them, didn't he? So I think they're going to bounce back, beat the Colts, put them in an 0-2 hole. Saints right, at the Raiders. Oh, right. Saints at Raiders? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm going with the Saints. The Raiders barely beat the Panthers and Matt Rule in his first game. And if they hadn't had a terrible play call, giving the ball to a fullback instead of Christian McCaffrey with one yard. Mm. But those, sometimes those play callers want to get too fancy. We've yeah. seen it happen. Remember, it happened one time with the Titans here, giving the ball to – might have been a tight end on the goal line. Yep. It just dances. Daryl Royal used to say – Dance with who brung you. And then if it doesn't work, there's no second guessing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. John, this week, your Baylor Bears finally will play some football. And in a game that was scheduled, I think, last weekend, they get the Houston Cougars. A, are you going to go to the game? And B, how excited are you for Baylor to match up with U of H in an old Southwest Conference battle? No, I'm not going to any football games this year except sitting in press boxes. I'll tell you guys something. When University of Houston made its debut in the Southwest Conference, uh, I was working at the Waco Tribune Herald. I've been there three and a half years, started when I was a junior at Baylor and stayed about another year after I graduated. And I, I was at that game. Houston won 23-5, beat up Baylor bad. And two weeks later, I told Dave Campbell, the sports editor, I was going to the Houston Chronicle, and I was making at the time 110 a week. They offered me 150, and I said, "Nope, Chronicle's offering 210." They went up to 175 a week, and I thought about it, but I said, "Nope, I can go down there and get to see the Astros for free. I'm gone." That was 45 years ago. So the last thing I covered there was U of H and Baylor. Wow! Wow! I love old Southwest Conference stories. Mm -hmm. Current tips, where have you gone? Give me more of that stuff. Uh, General, Washington football team at the Cardinals this week. Give me that one. Well, I think the Cardinals will beat them. By the way, if you like current tips, mm -hmm. former chair of Baylor Regents Joe Coleman gave me years ago three videotapes of Southwest Exxon Southwest Conference highlights that ran on highlights showing at the State Fair of Texas every year. And I've got them, and the players are moving like they're going 90 miles an hour, but it's current tips doing the announcing. And if you ever – do you have something that can play VHS still oh, around the house? 
I well, do. then I'll give them to you. And you can hear Kern Tips, who to me was the greatest ever. As far as the Cardinals, I'm happy for Hopkins. He got his big contract, caught 14 passes. That's what he's supposed to do. And uh, I think they will start off 2-0 and be one of the biggest surprises in the league. General, check this out. Texas, the nation's number one team. Navy, the nation's number two outfit. Meeting amid all the pomp, pageantry, parades, and pigskin pandemonium that befit the occasion. Texas, undefeated and untied, a symphonic demonstration of the team effort. Navy, a one-time loser to SMU on this very... All right, that's the 1964 Cotton Bowl highlight reel. Current tips. A hero of my youth. Current tips from Houston, who was one of the greatest broadcasters in history. I used to sit by the radio and listen to him do those games every week and i'll never forget him he got me interested in football that is awesome stuff general what do you have going on in the chronicle for us i'm uh i wrote today about um uh i can't remember what i wrote today because i'm writing for tomorrow <laughs> i'm writing the about the, the offense and uh how the offense has to be better and uh what randall cobb and tim kelly said about it and uh, Aaron Wilson and I have podcasts on Texas Sports Nation. We've got columns and stories every day. Guys, thank you very much, as always. Thank you, General John McClain with us. John Harris sticks around. And uh, I want to get into this Ravens offense a little bit with John Harris. What is different about it other than Lamar Jackson, which is really you can't leave him out of it. But what do they do differently? And how does he compare to other great running quarterbacks of all time? And also, Johnny brought up the opener thing. What is my second favorite opener of all time for the Houston Texans other than that Cowboy game? We did not mention it. All right, all that and more coming up on Texans Radio. Texans All Access continues in a moment. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data Q2 2020. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. 
Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza. And did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get 2,000 total savings. Hurry in today to your nearest Houston Hyundai dealer for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat, even after wearing the same hat, even after wearing the What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030, or after the late local news on ABC 13. Oh, yeah, I'm on extra points this week with uh, Travis Johnson. And, boy, you get me together with Travis Johnson, all I want to do is talk to him about games he played in, Johnny. And, um, you know, I I was talking to him. Travis Johnson played for that, as a rookie, played for the 05 team that did not do very well, (laughs) 2-14. But they had a lot of – I counted it. Uh, I love going back through old seasons. They had seven one-score games in that season. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to, like, you should have won all of them. I mean, you're going to play a lot of one-score games in this league. You're going to lose some of them. But, yeah. you know, you win, like, three more. You go 5-11. and 11, That's not as uh, – it's still pretty bad. Anyway, they <laughs> played a game at Baltimore, uh, and they were hanging in there. I mean, they led late up there, and it was – a chance to get a rare victory, a first-ever trip to Ravenland for the Texans, and it was Kyle Bowler slinging it for the Ravens, who obviously did not work out according to plan for them. But on this day, he threw three passes against zero blitz at the end of the game. I mean, they just went after him. They were like, you know what, we're tired of getting beaten, dinked and dunked on, whatever. They just came after him, and he burned them bad, and they kicked a field goal. I think it was Matt Stover kicked a field goal Mm -hmm. to knock out the Texans that particular afternoon. That was too bad. Uh, But he played on that team, and I love Travis. He's on extra points Saturday night, 1035. All right, Johnny, can you guess? Now, this is not a home opener, but it was an opener of a season. What is my second favorite Texans opener ever? Can you guess this? Home opener, right? No, I'm just going to go opener. Opener. It's a, it's a road game. I'll just be honest with you. That opened okay. the season. Um, I would say that the win over the Chargers was a pretty darn good way to open that season. That Monday night, late Monday night game. I mean, it was a little a little hairy for a while, but yeah. Um, I would think that's got to be it. I'm trying to think of road openers because from 
2003. Well, I just did home openers. Um, yeah, yeah. You're missing an obvious one Miami. for me, though. Miami. Miami. Yeah, yeah, in 03. Yep. Because that was Andre Johnson's debut. You know, he yeah. began his professional career in the city where he grew up, so that's yeah. awesome. That and Dominic so Davis. And, I mean, that was when the Dolphins were really almost impossible to beat at home in September. Like, they had an unbelievable record in the Super Bowl era in September. I think they had only lost once was, until um, that day. Was you – I can't – well, I, I guess I could look it up, but, but you would know this. In 2002 – did you play Miami? Was that your first trip back to Miami? Yeah. Oh, that here's was what it. I remember. Okay, here's what I remember about that. That weekend, you and your trusty pal, Johnny G, <laughs> yeah. you guys ended up going to the OB because Miami and Florida played a yeah. knockdown drag out with Brock Berlin at quarterback. Yeah. Did you not? Yeah, we did. And you know what? You know what I learned on that road trip? Not to go watch a game. Never go out with that guy, okay? <laughs> oh. the, no, actually, we we watched a lot of games. Granado and oh. I watched a lot of games together, like just on TV and sports bars and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. but you know, I uh, Dave uh, Dave Scallon from Fox Sports Southwest at the time, he was there too, and, and no one had ever been to South Beach. And you and I did this with, uh, I think, DP yeah. too, right? Yep. In 2015. Like, all right. If no one's ever been to South Beach, I'm taking them to South Beach, you know? Yeah. And that yeah. was 03, so after the game, we went to South Beach. And we didn't get back to the hotel oh. till considerably late. And the next day, I did that game, and, you know, we got it done, and they got the win, and it was great. But I thought, and, you know, I didn't drink anything, but I just thought, you know, not getting quite as much sleep as I would like is not a good thing. So ever since then, Johnny, you know me. I, I'm yep. back at the hotel. I mean, I, I – this is just too important to me to be mentally sharp. And I learned that night, you know, it's not worth it. It's not worth I it. Learned the same, I learned the same lesson in 2007 going to Baton Rouge. Oh, and the and rainstorm? Was that the, the rain? The rainstorm. We had the rainstorm, and we're like, oh, great. Let's go out and eat. We ate. And it's like, hey, meet up with, meet, meet up with me at such and such place. And it was like, okay. And we were there until like 2 o'clock in the morning. And the next day, we were doing a three-hour show before LSU Virginia Tech in the morning. That was starting at like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning. And Sean Pendergast and I, we were staying together at his uh, bro brother-in-law's house. And we did, we are struggling to get up. We're like We got in at like 2.30 or 3 in the morning. We got to do this show. We roll in. And who is sitting there with coffee in hand beating everybody to the remote location? John Grotto. I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, how are you doing this? Yeah, he's, he's like, like that. I'm ready to go. I'm ready yeah. to go. I'm like, how? You yeah. left after us. Yeah, certain people are, are I was like, very I don't adept know at that. that. So I learned – that was my lesson. I'm like, I'm the same way. If I've got a game where I'm doing a show next day, forget it. Like, you, you're you going to find my my rear end back at a hotel or at home. Mm -hmm. I just can't Getting some that. rest. Yep, All right, exactly. so tell me this now. Uh, Lamar Jackson – He's an outstanding running quarterback. He didn't go nuts last week, under 50 yards, but he threw the ball well, 275. And, yeah. you know, this is what everybody kind of gets concerned with, that he matures so well as a passer. He doesn't have to run as much, but the threat is still there. And now you have real – you have bigger problems than he even had last year when they went 14-2, and two, my goodness. But uh, as far as – he's still going to run this year, I believe. I believe that teams will find a way to slow them down, quote, through the air – um, he'll definitely make plays with his legs, maybe a little bit less. We'll see. There's no body of work here. It's just one game, sample size. But 
what makes him how is he different from say Michael Vick running the ball or other great running quarterbacks Steve Young or you know give me a little something on that well, I think he is a better overall runner. You use Steve Young as an example. I think Lamar is a better overall runner and than any of them. And I think he's a smarter runner than Vic was. Vic could be sort of reckless. Mm. And Michael never learned how to slide. He never learned how to slide. Now, Lamar has, is very, very good about not taking a needless shot. Like, he will jock somebody and then he'll just – pop out of bounds and it, it almost becomes sort of a game to him but the one thing about Lamar that I noticed back in Louisville I actually saw it in, in high school too going back to watch some of his high school highlights he can get very very emotional if things don't go his way and there was one time in the Seattle game last year where the snap was not the snap didn't get back to him in time and it was a delay of game and he threw an absolute five-year-old hissy fit on the field. And I was like, my goodness. And if you are taking away some of the things that he normally gets, which the Titans did, then I think the pressure starts mounting on him. And that's what happened in that playoff game. What he was used to getting, he wasn't getting. He wasn't getting the Titans biting on the fake on a zone read, and then he's just able to barrel down the field. All of a sudden, it was just like waves of Titans kind of kept making him run towards the sideline. And that took away his direct line down the field, limited him a little bit in the running game. But what it did was it frustrated him. And it sounds easy, but I think he gets frustrated pretty easily. And if you can take away just a couple of things that he does well, and that'll start to frustrate him. And that is really where you want him to be. Because then he gets tunnel focused on proving you wrong like oh I can make this happen well sometimes at the detriment of the team the one thing I would keep in mind and I don't know how this affected him last week was he dealt with a groin injury at the beginning of pads going on now that was three and a half weeks ago four weeks ago somewhere in that time frame but those things you know those soft tissue injuries don't go away especially a groin thing that thing can still be there and so maybe he's holding back a little bit because of that and that's maybe making him have to focus and throw a little bit more, you still can't take it for granted. You still have got to slow him down. But it felt like there weren't a lot of scheduled runs for him. And that, I think, was different. And maybe mm. that has to do with that groin injury. He pulled it when he needed to, when he got the read that maybe he had to have to pull it. But they designed runs for him last year out of some of the same looks. But this year, he's, he's actually reading it and pulling it and going when he needs to. Um, but that, I think, could be a little bit of an issue. The thing about that is, if you start to take away some of those runs, like he's not going to want to run, okay, now get in that hip pocket of those tight ends and make those throws. Make him have to throw those things into a teacup. And that's where, you, that's where it makes it problematic because how do you cover Mark Andrews, the tight end, and take away some of those runs? That's the hard part. And what colleges have figured out is some guys have to play the pass, some guys have to play the run, and you can't mix it. You can't be a guy that plays both on the same play or that guy will kill you. So mm. well, it would be interesting to see what Anthony Weaver ends up doing with him uh, in facing him. But also keep in mind, J.J. Watt is back to be able to play against Lamar Jackson, and that will absolutely help. And you know he's aching to make an impression oh, on Sunday, absolutely. Johnny. Home yeah, game. we'll see how that yes, goes. Sir. 
All right. Well, we look forward to tomorrow's show, my friend. And thanks a lot for being with us tonight. Absolutely. As, Thank you. As always. All right. Coming up, I was in the stadium today. We were testing out equipment. What does the stadium look like in advance of Sunday with no fans showing up? How is the appearance going to be of NRG Stadium? Also, Houston Methodist Minutes. Now, COVID is taking a toll in a variety of ways. What about the lockdown toll? What about people sheltering in place? We've got a psychologist to give you a few comments on that as well on Houston Methodist Minutes. It's all coming up next on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial or else. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. Today tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. My name's Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Sawgrass Steakhouse is the place for a great steak. Why? Because they only serve the best certified Angus beef. A sawgrass steak is unmatched, unrivaled, and unbeatable when it comes to flavor. Each tender steak is seasoned with a perfect blend of seven spices, grilled over an open flame, and topped with seasoned steak butter. Taste the certified Angus beef difference today at Sawgrass Steakhouse. Did you know Geico's now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Your teenager to help around the house? Okay, Mom, I emptied the dishwasher, vacuumed the basement, and folded the sheets out of the dryer. Wait, what? Oh, and next, I'm going to clean Mitten's litter box. Are we in some kind of prank show or something? That's a camera, isn't it? There's never been a better time to switch to GEICO. Save an extra 15% when you switch by October 7th. Limitations apply. Visit GEICO.com for details. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. More Texans Radio is on the way. Will Deshaun and company be ready to go against the Ravens? If the offense does work and they score points, then you get a lead. Now you've got a real chance versus Baltimore. Got to keep the NFL's reigning MVP on his heels. You want to get him into a position where he's playing from behind. The pressure's applied to them to do something other than run the football. And now you've got them out of their comfort zone. Comfort zone. Texans. Ravens. Pre-game from inside NRG Stadium. Starts at 1225 Sunday. 
Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. The Houston Texans and Amogee Bank have teamed up to present the Small Business Boost. This program supports small businesses with $5,000 in Texans promotional assets. Winter Kidtastic Park is a safe, clean, fun-filled indoor playground in Cypress, Texas, where children can grow, learn, and play. Family-owned and operated, this playground is designed with parents and kids in mind, with special areas for toddlers and bigger kids. Kidtastic is about learning while playing safely. For more info, visit HoustonTexans.com slash businessboost. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. And we are hammering those extra points promos. My goodness, Saturday night, ABC 13, yeah, get it. And then Texans 360 after that. Then Sunday morning, 830 a.m., Texans game day on KPRC Local 2. Look, we have Texans shows all the time. I mean, constant hot and cold running Texans TV shows and digital TV shows and, of course, radio shows. And you're listening right now. We really appreciate it. All right, so every Thursday during the regular season, we do Houston Methodist Minutes. And this year, we've done a couple of different topics. And last week, we did COVID uh, because, because. And this week, I wanted to do something on, well, what it's like just being at home and the psychological uh, ramifications of how we've spent our off season. And we caught up with Dr. Ben Weinstein about this. I asked him about the toll. Being at home, being a part of this whole dynamic right now as a society, what is it like for people? Well, Mark, we're you know unfortunately seeing uh, some some real uh, negative effects on folks from the the amount of social isolation. Uh, being isolated from our friends and family and coworkers is really um, an enemy of mental health. Uh, people are uh, feeling less connected, they're feeling more distant, more lonely, uh, and, uh, you know, their lives have been upended. You know, it's 
they are at home and they're trying to work from home while also trying to set their kids up for virtual school. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, everything is kind of unexpected and, and people don't do good with the unknown. We also, uh, you know, see uh, people really facing some significant economic challenges. You know, people are uh, worried about where their uh, rent money is going to come from, and, and people are worried about how to how to pay for food. Uh, and, I mean, all of those things lead to, you know, despair and increased levels of depression, uh, and we're certainly seeing that uh, in our community. So clearly there's a toll. What can be done? How do we deal with the effects of COVID on the non-COVID patient? For the, for the non-COVID patients, I say physically but not socially distance. Stay, we need to stay away from people and we can't have that meaningful touch, but connect with people in whatever way you can. It is still helpful. Reach out, even if it's on a screen, it's much better than being alone. The other things that we need to do are to reestablish some sense of unity and community. We are all in this together, and the more we recognize that, the safer people will feel. This polarized environment that we have just further isolates people and contributes to a sense of loneliness and hopelessness. People need to connect with what's important to them and do what matters. You know, who are you? What matters to you? What do you believe in? How can you live your life today that is consistent with those values? Kindness is an unlimited resource. That's Dr. Ben Weinstein of Houston Methodist, and I love that last line, kindness is an unlimited resource. Houston Methodist, the official health care provider of the Houston Texans, Houston Methodist leading medicine. All right, so it's the home opener on Sunday, and the Texans, I was going to say, need this one. Well, you don't want to go 0-2, right? Two years ago, they went 0-3, and, and they won nine in a row. Anything's possible in this league, but you don't want to put yourself in a hole, obviously. And John McClain talked about it, how they've lost their last four openers. Now, 2017 was the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, and that was a good Jaguar team that went to the AFC Championship game, right? We all know that. Not that that's an excuse for losing at home in the opener, but we all know that that was a good squad. The last three openers have all been on the road, and they've all been against good teams. I mean, 18, you opened up against the Patriots. You know, we all know what happened last year when they opened at the Saints, Monday Night Football, and then this year at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, these are really good squads the last four years you've played and haven't been able to get over on them in the opening game. Now, as far as home openers go, uh, this is going to be a very tough one. And you have no fans in the building. I was in the stadium today, and I think what you're going to see is – I know what you're going to see is you'll see markings on the seats where they are marking how they're going to do social distancing when they do get fans in there, and hopefully that's week two of home games, okay? So home game number two, I should be clear here. It'll be week four of the NFL season. I think it's going to look pretty cool. The tarping, the end zones look great. I don't even think they were quite done when I saw them setting things up. But as far as an empty house, I think it'll look pretty good compared to a lot of stadiums you saw last week that didn't have any fans in the building. So uh, that'll be nice. You'll have the noise. And like we've said many times already this week, when you have the noise and you're just seeing the action on the field, okay, 
the look is pretty good. The feel of it is pretty much like what you're used to watching an NFL game. But I think for the players, it's a very different experience. Like we said, they'll have to bring their own juice, and we'll see how that goes. I'm going to catch up with Bill O'Brien tomorrow. You're going to hear that tomorrow night and on the pregame show on Sunday, which will get rolling at 1225 Sunday afternoon. Remember, 325 kick, 325 on KHOU-CBS, and right here, you can hear it. Check it out, and also on the Bull 100.3 FM. I want to thank everyone who worked on the show. Thank you, Jake, for producing. Thank you, John McClain and John Harris. Have a great night, everyone, and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Hey, Houston, this is Keith here from Papa John's Pizza, and did you know that I am the number one Texans fan in the city? Well, probably one of many. But you know what? We've been a sponsor of the Houston Texans now for almost 20 years. The official pizza of the Houston Texans is Papa John's. And now when the Texans win, and they will, the very next day, order pizzas and you'll get half off. That's right, 50% off your pizza order the day after the Texans win. So come on, Texans, win a lot. Better ingredients, better pizza, the best football, Papa John's Houston. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then, we gave it massive capacity and near-zero lag. And it's not just fast. It's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Telemundo Houston is number one for breaking news, weather, entertainment, and sports. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Primero EDS for complete game highlights. Upcoming game analysis plus exclusive interviews all season long with Houston's most experienced sports team. Tune in every Sunday night for Houston Texans Telemundo Houston y Domina la Acción, exclusive Spanish home of the Houston Texans. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Find a massive selection of new and certified pre-owned Hyundais at Ron Carter Hyundai, a better way to buy. Test drive any vehicle at Ron Carter Hyundai and get $250 in gift cards. Buy any vehicle and get $500 in gift cards. Sell them your car. There'll be any offer by $500 or get $500. Plus, get Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Gulf Freeway, just two miles south of the Beltway. RonCarterHyundai.com. See dealer website for gift card and trade-in details. There's a lot of information and misinformation being shared about COVID-19. Houston Methodist wants to share the facts. COVID-19 is a serious and potentially deadly illness, and you can infect others, including loved ones, without even knowing it. But it's also avoidable if we each do our part. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet apart. Keeping Houston safe is a team effort. Together, we can make our city healthy and vibrant again. Visit HoustonMethodist.org slash COVID. Lots more to break down. He's in. Touchdown, Houston. Next on Texans Radio. 
Hey, parents and teachers. We know teaching kids at home can be hard, and teaching math can be even harder. Well, Schlumberger and the Houston Texans are here to make math fun with the Texans Stats Challenge. Get your student in the game with worksheets, videos, tips, and more to make math fun using the game of football, all for free. The Stats Challenge, presented by Schlumberger, is designed for sixth grade students and covers a variety of math topics. Find the Stats Challenge and other great resources as we continue to huddle at home at HoustonTexans.com slash community. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times, don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. With the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. And with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast. Be flexible. Be ready for what's next. And bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to find out more. Restrictions apply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes and fees extra. Subject to change. Today tastes like game day at home, like assigned couch seating, (laughs) tastes like coffee table dining, and an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. (laughs) Today tastes like watching football is supposed to, and it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola, together tastes better. The Houston Texans, Toro and NOV, have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique bowl week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. 